Hello to all current and future shareholders of BitFrontier Capital Holdings, ticker symbol BFCH, and welcome back to a new episode of Crypto Submerged. I'm your host, Darren Leslie, and joined in a very different setting today by uh, my uh, ever-present co-host, Mr. Andrew Jilton. This is definitely different. This, yeah, uh, with the emphasis on different and strange, but it's kind of weird because normally I'm I see you straight across, but you're not there today. Uh, so this is a different experience. So I, I'm going to be looking at the camera, looking at the the screen, so I just so I can see you. But we, uh, you know, when we're this busy, I we have to do what we have to do. And unfortunately, well, I guess or fortunately, we are this busy, so we have uh, no other choice but to do it this way. So. Well, we 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 kind of talked to uh, or mentioned that we were going to give this a try anyway because there's obviously times when we're traveling and it's not always uh, convenient to to get into the studio together. Either one is out or or both are out. So, but this week just happened that I was a little bit sick during the start of the week, so yeah, um, <clears throat> we really weren't able to get together. So it's perfect uh, perfect opportunity to give this a test run mm-hmm. and uh, and and see how it goes. This will not be the norm. This will hopefully be. Um, you know, just our, our once every so often uh, podcast, unless it looks great and everyone loves it and then we'll, we'll, we'll do it more often. But <laughs> I have a feeling, I have a feeling that being together in the, in the, the studio is, is a lot better. So it, 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 I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, obviously I prefer that cause it's more fun to, you know, have, have you here, but anyway, it's, it, we'll, we'll make this work. So should we just dive, do a deep dive on in here? Let's 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 do a, let's do a, a, a deep dive. Yeah, it's been yeah. Uh, an, an interesting week. We'll say. I mean, um, obviously, from a from a business standpoint, it's it's been been busy as we've said, and our main focus has still been still been on Mathis and and, and getting everything online. And uh, literally, as we're recording right now, we have um, some more of the team that are on site switching on the new generator and load testing and basically. Putting the final touches on on finally bringing Mathis up to full speed, full full speed. We've obviously been online and, and rolling for for a little while now at right. um, you know 60 percent capacity. But as of hopefully five p.m. today, the end of business day, we should be fully fully rolling and uh, and, and 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 off to the races. Yeah, and and the best part is is we can finally we're finally adding the overclock portion to the existing set that's there. Um, which obviously has been been important, and it, it should be known that that we're going to continue to expand the power uh, capabilities there. It's going to be an ongoing process of just adding more uh, power so we can get a higher overclock, especially for all of our wonderful friends that have Caspa miners. As the overclocking software comes available for the KS3Ms. We're going to be able to take advantage of that with the uh, 5,500 watt PSUs that are attached to them, and really deliver uh, quality. And and that's that's the main the main focus for us. Obviously, is getting getting our customers what they need. But given the fact that CASP is flying so high, it's a great opportunity to bring in more miners. Um, and we we have had a lot of inquiries, which is great. Um, because we've got some customers that may want uh, to move over to air-cooled. So we may have options for people who are looking to get, still get some immersion, even though we are we are full. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it, you've had a couple of pieces. The, the, the CASPA train has been, uh, 
has been well and truly rolling for uh, for the last probably week now. I think it was about this time last week, maybe Friday, where where things started to get started to get interesting, and then and, and then we saw Casper hit like a fifty percent um, a fifty percent increase over over the weekend, which right. was was great, like wonderful, super exciting, um, and, and obviously we've been talking about Casper for a while. It's right. a great project. If you you know if you do a little bit of a of a, a deeper research into the team and, and what Casper all about um which i think we've done previously on another podcast and we can maybe maybe another great little uh, title for us it really is a cool project and i think it's got a lot of um opportunity to continue to grow it's definitely been earmarked by all of the big youtube guys with regards to one of the coins that can really turn a profit in this next bull run and if you're if you were listening and you were fortunate enough to get in early when we were talking about it um on the early in the early stages um you know, you've you've already made a pretty decent a pretty decent profit, and to those people right. who got in before Caspa was even you know mineable uh, via ASICs, which was probably like February this time last year, February March last year is when the right. iServer stuff started to surface. Um, those guys are, are are sitting on a on a on a pretty pocket. So right, um, you know, congrats to all of, all of those people. I know. Can you imagine buying all those those machines? Of course, you know they were a little overpriced, but. Um, super overpriced. Super let's, be, overpriced. let's be real. The K, the KS one was was crazy, and and we talked about it. And always, you know, you've always got to you've always got to look at previous trends of coins. And we've talked about the collapse of Kadena many times, and right. um, the the hurt the hurt the, the hurt and pain that that brought um, across uh, across the industry. And listen, there's nothing to say that that um, that, that can't happen to to any coin. And Casper is not immune to that, but. Um, all of the signs at the moment are super positive that that is um, going to be a, a very very strong contender uh, when the bull run really gets going here. You know, in the next uh, you know <clears throat> ten to eight to eighteen months. So, um, with that, and probably something to that we talked about addressing with that, and and the 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 change in price obviously brings some some issues or, or some challenges with uh, the purchase of ASICs because as we know Andrew when the price of a, of a token goes up what happens to the price of the uh, the the hardware right. it also goes up right um, so right. you know had some interesting calls um, I will say this you know the first go around of dealing with Ice River um, was challenging they were a brand new manufacturer nobody really knew who they were and by um, challenging you mean particularly awful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Create a lot of issues for us on 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 that, and just purely with their their delivery times, their communication. You know, um, getting established with them, of course, was 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 important. And fortunately, right. we've been able to get established with them now as we continue to to bring business. But in those early parts, it was super challenging, and um, you know, not without its uh, its recent challenges too, with the price of Casper jumping up and down, and the, the the value of the or the price of the hardware jumping up and down. But um, of course, our friends IBLink uh, threw a curveball to the market um, about a month ago with with the new KS Max. Um, on paper, seems like a tremendous uh, a tremendous miner, something to definitely challenge the Ice River uh, KS3M to challenge the Bitmain Ant Miner KS3 9.4 Terahash. Um, and on paper, that look, looks like a great, a great one. And, and we got in early. We got some early batch order in. We we, we paid good money up front to get early price in. Um, uh, and unfortunately, with a result of probably Chinese New Year and of course the this, the pump of Caspa um, in that space of time, 
we're not entirely sure. It's not entirely sure or clear what's happened, but across the entire industry, everyone is saying the same thing that it's uh, it's been a bit of a mess to be honest with IB. Like, yeah, really challenging. Um, we're still not getting a lot of answers. It's not clear if they just don't have any inventory. It's right. not clear if they're just just trying to price gouge everybody. But long story short, they're just they're not accepting all of those early orders that were put in at like twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars. Right. Um, they've pretty much canceled everything and, and said good luck tell your customer good luck with your customers if they want to pay uh, $18,000 then we can maybe ship them a minor because we're not actually sure ourselves if we have enough inventory right um, for, yeah for the demand so it, it, usually they they just hold back and and wait and see if the market keeps appreciating before they release but it, this has been another opportunity to learn uh, a, a lot of things. A, a lot of the customers obviously have come to us and I don't know how many times in the past week or over Chinese New Year, we heard, well, the price, you, you guys are, are raising the price on us and now you're, you're, you know, good luck with your overpriced miners. I think it was one of what one of our customers actually said to us. And, you know, normally we get pretty frustrated back, um, you know, because it, I mean, not, not with customers, but it's frustrating for us as well in the sense of, you know, people think that we're controlling the market and we've got all of these, these miners we're just holding and just adjusting the prices. Well, the, the, the trick that people need to understand, and this is, this is where the problems come in. And this is what we, you know, we've talked about this a hundred times and we're going to probably have to talk about it a hundred more. So I just want to take some time again to explain it again. So I'm going to use the example that we got on the K7 because, you know, it, we could talk about the Ivy links, but um, the K7 was the same thing. It went up about 100% over the past in about a seven day period. People started placing orders over Chinese New Year. Well, what happens over Chinese New Year is nobody is working because, you know, it's their new year, right? It's their celebration. They're literally off work. And nobody's adjusting prices. Nobody's doing anything. But meanwhile, the value of something's increasing. So we're we're getting orders, right? Because our pricing is adjusts when China adjusts the pricing. And then people then come back to us and are, are, are frustrated and angry with us because they feel like we are the ones that are making the, changing the price and we are the ones not accepting the orders. Well, so Darren, so something gets super hot and we've got, say, 10 or 15 or 20 of them in stock, something gets super hot, well, what happens to the inventory? Yeah, it's gone. It goes down. It's, yeah, gone. it's gone. Like it's sold out in a second. And then, so then we are left to go to the market to get more units to sell to people. Well, we can't do it at the previous price because those are sold. It's first come, first serve, everybody. It's not, we don't have 10,000 of everything just waiting for customers to come to us. That would be impossible. Right. We're not freaking Bitmain here, right? And, and, and I doubt Bitmain has 10,000 of everything just sitting there waiting to be purchased as well. And and, and it's the same thing. So something goes up 100%. Everybody's like, I want it, I want it, I want it. But I want it at, that, at, at the price three days ago. It's right, not how it right. works, everybody. <laughs> if well, we sell here's, out... Here's the, yeah, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. no, I was going to say the, 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 other piece, the other piece to that is that what happens when people see the price going up during the day? Like, let's say it's a Tuesday and Caspa just jumped 50% and they'll go to any vendor. Now, if we, our stuff is automated. And that's, I think that's an important thing for people to understand is that when the price changes on these ASICs, which is usually, usually around about, uh, 
9, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time because that's when the Chinese market has uh, has awoken, have mm-hmm. started to make the adjustments. Our stuff is adjusted automatically and our prices change automatically. Now, what happens is during that day, if there's been a pump, we always get customers that rush to buy. They see that the price is still, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's still pretty pretty manageable. The ROI looks great because, right, you know, today or based on today's price, right, um, fifteen hundred dollars for this miner is a great purchase. So they'll come and they'll purchase it. Well, there's this. We have a disclaimer that obviously shares this, but people will in their frenzy won't see that 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 price isn't guaranteed until um until you know china wakes up because china is where the prices are, are dictated and it's a it's it's a it's a deeper level conversation about uh, the reliance on the chinese market in, in the crypto space and, and right. how that impacts but but that's just one example of, of but it happens all the time course, though, you know it's all the time all yeah the be- time. because yeah. we are taking orders from our customers and keith is getting orders from his customers it's not just us you know everybody it's not there's a lot of people pulling from the same pool of miners and keeping in mind that you know like k7s for example we'll go back to that one it, that that miner wasn't in big demand so so uh darren if something's not in demand does bitmain produce a whole bunch of something with that has very little demand no they do not no, no they, they do, not. do not because you know they also know how to read a supply and demand chart i would assume right like if the demand is low we don't create a lot of supply right right that's, that's right. kind of how you and, price yourself into a problem right right i think it's also worth pointing out too that um when the price does pump like that something that that we are part it's part of kind of the ethos of the company right we're, we're not out to price gouge if the price pumps on a customer and it shoots up let's say 50 percent we're not trying to make a profit off that customer we're, mm-hmm. we're we're going to help you out we're going to give you our cost right um in some in some cases if they're a repeat customer somebody that we've done business before we'll even cover your shipping and your duties we'll right. get your miner as, as close to what the cost of it is as possible at, at that time um, well, that, so, and that's and what that, people that's, don't understand, and and I don't I don't think really people appreciate is like that's the point. Yeah, it, yeah if if people if if something pumps way up, we don't make any money. We just sell you the miner so we can keep you happy and keep you coming back to us. We're lo- we're losing on the deal, and you know, especially if you're if you're hosting, you know, then then we lose on the miner, right? Right. And and right. and that's the hard part. That's where that's where the failure comes in and, and um, you know, we just want people to understand that because we make the same ratio, everybody on a retail deal, 10%, no matter what, it's the same 10%. And uh, so (laughs) that's all a margin is everybody. That's all it is. It's hardware. It's lousy margins. That's why we do other things. So so yeah, just a, a hot topic. Definitely been. Uh, it's not been super challenging to be honest with you. The customers have been mostly understanding. There's always one that thinks that we're scamming them, we're price gouging. That you know they're gonna they're gonna be the one person that will go leave a review, and it'll be a nasty review. Right. That's what it is. <laughs> Usually, yeah. when people people read it, they understand the industry, they get it, they know exactly what's happened. Right. Um, but um, it's 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 worth talking about. And, and just a shout out to our customers. Obviously, we've come to them with with several options. Our our job is to provide them with with various different options when something like this happens especially in this particular situation where the the the, the unit didn't just jump up you know 
$1,000. It's jumped up four, in some cases, $5,000. And not only that, we're not entirely sure right now, based on the communication, when we're going to see those units ship. So right. we've been really transparent with our customers. We said, hey, here's the deal. You know, My suggestion to you right now is if you really want to get a Casper Miner moving, let's go to something that we have and, and ready stock, i.e. the KS3 8.2 or 9.4 terahash. It's going to cost you a little bit more. As we've already said, we're going to charge you our cost. And in this situation, we are covering most of the uh, the, the, the the cost for shipping and duties because it's been a little bit of a cluster. Not that it was our fault. Right. Um, but again, just trying to maintain good business relation uh, relationships. So um, that's kind of how, how it's been. It's been <laughs> it's been uh, refreshing to have customers come to us and be like, I bought from uh, eight. Oh, I don't want to name drop anybody. I bought from this vendor and they screwed me over and they're charging me more money and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I want to defend my uh, my other ASIC vendor brothers here and tell you that it is not their fault. We're experiencing exactly the same things. Right. Um, you know, uh, this is this is how it goes. And, and obviously hearing it from another vendor and hopefully other vendors, if we find any of our, you know, 15 or so customers that, that did purchase um, units and, have, you know, the one or two that have decided that that we're scammers and have gone somewhere else. Hopefully <laughs> they've had this, this the same thing explained to them, which is, you know, slow down, slow down. We're experiencing the same thing. Um, on on our end because uh, we got to be there for each other when uh, when shit gets uh, a, a little rough like it has with the uh, the Ivy Link stuff. But well, cool uh, product. It- yeah, that, that that's actually the exact way I diffused that K seven situation. I just said to the customer, I said, "Go look at our overpriced K sevens across the market because everybody else is charging the same price." And then he did, and he was like, "Oh." Oh, yeah, maybe we can do business together again. And I was like, again, not trying to scam anybody, uh <laughs> just dealing with the 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 curves that get thrown our way, you know, and and it's it's not always easy because everybody thinks that you know, everybody automatically assumes that everybody runs their company like an American company is forced to and it's customers first. Well, everybody, remember, we are an American-based company, but we are at the mercy of the Chinese vendors that we deal with, and we have to play by their rules. We can't force them to play by ours, because I know the the, the seven-figure numbers that we put up with Bitmain every year are cool, but I have a feeling if we went away, Bitmain really wouldn't care, you know? And <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that's that's just a fact, everybody. It's just a fact. But that's why we're we're diving in in into other parts of the industry. That's why we've done the the hosting. That's why we have that coming online. As we alluded to at the beginning, now we're we're in the fine tuning stage. Everything's working. Everything's online. We're now getting to the overclocking portion. But right. with that being said, we actually have a lot of exciting things to talk about, and we can start to lead into our latest project that is launched that is working, that is turning dollars over, um, you know, but we're going to have a much deeper dive when we get Jason on here, probably next week, uh, not not this week um, on this podcast. But I wanted to talk with everybody about it with Darren because, you know, we, we're always working on things in the background. There's a lot of things that, you know, people just look at the a report or a financial summary or a press release or whatever and they see, oh yeah, they've done this or they've got their hosting or they did they did well this month or this quarter in ASIC sales and all of these things. But 
you know, what people don't understand or maybe even don't appreciate is the fact that we're working on long-term reoccurring revenue models for the company. Now, you know, one of the things when we took over this business was, you know, we got a lot of, of feedback from from the old investor group that is like, when are we going to mine? 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 Right? Same thing. It, it, it was like a, it was like a damn record, you know? Um, you know, but simple fact of the matter is nobody's going to hand us a couple million bucks to go make this happen. And so we've had to do everything that we've done on our own, which is something we've alluded to in the previous podcast. So one of the, the areas that we've been focusing in on is reoccurring revenue, which is obviously very important to a company like ours with, um, you know, reoccurring revenue models are great for, for small or medium or large publicly traded companies. Um, and the ability to just find additional ways to make money with the least amount of of investment. And that's what we've done. Right. We we used all of our technical experience, um, understanding the fact that we don't we can't buy a thousand miners at a shot right now. We we had to figure out a way to bring in reoccurring revenue, and that's what we've done with with our mining pool. So um, I'm going to have to turn away from the camera and look at look at the this. And so hopefully Sam and Matthew can do some creative editing so it doesn't look like I'm staring away from everybody the entire time. But over here, if you visit uh, pool.asicminerspools.com, I'm sure they'll throw the URL up on the screen. It'll definitely be in the comments. But you can see currently we have been uh, beta testing uh, two of our payment schemes, the PPLNS, which Darren has talked uh, touched on in the previous uh, podcast, and the solo mining efforts, two uh, of the current payment schemes that we have available. Now, uh, we are actively working on developing the uh, the F uh, PPS and the just the PPS uh, payment schemes as well. Um, Quentin and Jason are working on those two, and then we've got the merged mining rolling out from the Litecoin and Dogecoin. Uh, for, th- for these purposes, all we wanted to do was get some working pools up here so that we can um, show everybody how it works and the fact that it is working. Um, so we've been beta testing our Casper pool the most, um, primarily because we have a, a fair amount of customers that have connected to it and we've got a lot of our own customers. But I wanted to show everybody this because I feel like it's time, I feel like it's appropriate the um, if you just click on the the Caspa pool, I'm gonna go back. You click on connect here. You can see, uh, and then click on dashboard. You can see. Oh, excuse me. Click on miners. That's a better place to start. You can see all of the people currently connected. These are these are our customers. Uh, most of these are our customers that are connected through uh, our Mathis site. Um, and you can see all of them there, there, this is their web, their, uh, wallet addresses. And then you click on blocks. Well, you can see, we've been testing this for a while now. Uh, we've been doing it in the background. We currently have 7,601 blocks discovered. Um, it has, you know, we, we've mined over a million Caspa and then it gives you the current price, uh, of the token along with the block value. And then it tells you what the block reward rewards are. Um, you can see right here, we have uh, all of the different difficulty levels right here with our average luck. Um, we've we've had some uh, 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 um, great success here. 
our average luck is well below 100%, which is ideally where you want to be. Now, people ask us all the time, why is our luck so low? Well, it's pretty simple. Um, the fact is, uh, they're mining through a server directly at the site. And this is a part of our decentralized mining pool uh, uh, that we've come up with. Now, Jason is is busy creating a lot of intellectual property that that uh, uh, BitFrontier slash ASIC Miners US will own. And we are also working on a lot of other intellectual property that, uh, from a software perspective that is going to help make the experience better and overall uh, more profitable for the customers. A lot of people ask, well, why is this more profitable? Why is this better? Why is your, are your luck numbers so low? Well, that's, that's part of it. You know, um, Latency is the name of the game here, right? When you connect to a pool say, at one of the big guys. Well, primarily, those pools are in major internet intersections, right? I mean, that's the, the smart thing to do when you set up uh, something that a lot of people are going to connect to. You set up your servers in New York or Chicago or Dallas or, or wherever uh, around the United States. Well, we also have servers set up at those locations. But the, the differentiator for us is we actually set up servers at the mining pool or at the mining site. So it's, we're bringing the pool to the customers versus the customers having to go to the pool. So you're basically connecting to your pool and then going out to the internet. Now, the major benefit is, is if you ever lose internet connectivity, you're not going to lose the, the blocks that you have mined because you're directly connect to it. That is, that is one of the bigger problems. Also, because the latency is so much lower, the speed at which you're able to share is a lot faster number one. And number two, you're going to have a lot less, you know, uh, uh, failed uh, blocks because the latency is so much better and you're able to to maintain that. And this, the distance and the speed at which things are traveling back and forth to maintain the connection between the two in order to mine it, right? If that makes sense, the line stays in the water longer. That way you've got a better chance of catching a fish. I mean... That's kind of a simpler way of putting it. But also, if you're able to throw a line a lot faster than the other people because you're connected at, you know, in the below 25 second millisecond range or in below, you know, some in some instances, we've seen it down below 10 milliseconds. You're able to, to throw a lot lines a lot faster, which means you're going to catch more fish, if that makes sense as well. And that's 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 what we're selling. We, we have our, our good friend, uh, uh, Jonathan, we're going to call him out of Ohio. He's actually leading our, our mining pools. He's doing everything that he's supposed to be, uh, doing here. And, uh, he bought, he's buying a lot of Casper miners. And, and the reason being is because of how much better he was performing over the competition. And I don't want to name names, but, uh, everybody would know the name that's, uh, familiar with the mining industry here. So, I'm just going to continue with the the uh, the the brief introduction here. We're going to go and look at payments. You can click here, and it shows literally all the addresses that have mined tokens and how much, how many tokens are going to each address, which is kind of cool. You can you know mind everybody else's business if that's what you're into, and then you just click on connect. Here are all the different stratums. 
Okay. Now, uh, Casp is a little bit different than most pools. We have to have a lot of different stratums for the different speed at which miners mine. And the Ice River miners in particular, uh, along, you know, coupled with the Bitmain, are a little bit finicky. So there's a lot of different stratums here. Uh, I want to point out to this one, the KS3 works for both the Bitmain KS3 and the uh, Ice River KS3M. Now, the Ice River KS3M will work on a lot of different stratums, but we connect them to 8883 or 8887 or 8888. If that makes sense to everybody, they will work all, all around there. If you guys try to connect from, from the interweb, let us know what your success is like. It's quite simple, though, to set up the mining pool. You just use the stratum. Well, uh, the stratum is the stratum. You just go here. If you have a KS3, you copy and paste this right here. Paste that into your stratum. Your your username is your caspa address dot whatever you want your worker ID to be. So we're going to go here to good old Jonathan and we're going to show his because, well, we can and he's cool. Um, you just hit your load wallets uh, stats, which should should come up here. And it shows Jonathan has been kind enough to do 31 million shares today. He's found, uh, well, 999 blocks. His best worker is pumping out about eight terahash right now. It's worker number five. Um, these are the coins waiting to be paid out to his address, which he's got about 170. His 24-hour estimate is 9,376 Caspa tokens. Congratulations, Jonathan. That's quite impressive. Um, the mining block time, uh, the, the last one was about 20 minutes. He owns 42.99% of the pool. And the last share that he did, or last payment, excuse me, was about an hour and 25 minutes ago. This change bases based on a lot of factors uh, that we would need Quentin to explain all of that because I can't. The average block time only takes about well, less than a second. Uh, and in the past 24 hours, keeping in mind that's not our 24 hours, it's from when the server resets, he has been paid 5,370 uh Casper tokens. In addition to that, you can see he's currently uh, hashing at a rate of about 130 terahash. Um, if I click right here, it'll take us to his last payment link. Nobody cares about that. Then I'm going to dive in over here and click on his workers, of which you can see all of his workers, what they're hashing at. The average last uh, hash rate isn't working right now. I'm just going to be honest with everybody because we're moving to a more updated platform shortly, so we haven't fixed that part. The average hash rate you know, most of this stuff's pretty pretty self-explanatory. Then we go to the block section. Now, uh, one of the reasons that the, we're updating the site so much is because of this section. For some reason, it doesn't like to pull through, which, you know, it sucks for this purpose because I literally want to demonstrate it. And so I'm going to do a refresh on it and hope that it comes through. Otherwise, I'm just going to continue to look stupid. Um, there it goes. And this is the part that... Um, that Jason and, and Quentin have actually fixed. But it goes through here. It shows all of the different um, stats and, and information that you would possibly ever want to see. The pool effort. Um, we have turned pool effort off for, for a lot of different reasons because it gives um, it's sort of misleading. We keep the global uh, information, which is the most important part. Um, all of this information down here is his payments when they have happened and the blocks that he has found only by him. And it goes way back. So you guys can look at all of that if you're at all interested. And then we click on the earnings tab. 
this is the this is the part that he has been paid. The nice the nice thing about our pool versus other pools is it pays out as we as it gets paid. So you're not waiting on your money. It's just processing every every day. So you can see here in the past um, on just just on 222, you can see all of the different payments that he's received. It doesn't even go to all of them, and then it tells you how much he's been earning over the course of of the life of the uh, uh, for the past two weeks. So today he's current currently earned five thousand three hundred seventy five. Uh, tokens. Um, yesterday earned just a hair under 8,000 and it goes through that in great detail. Um, and then the last thing is the settings. Um, and you can adjust this. You plug in your miner address, you put your new payout. Um, but if you mine, if you have a KS, uh, 3M or above it, you know, you don't really need to set that. You could just look at the, uh, the payouts if you want to, just to see how much money you've got coming in and when it comes in. But it's it's actually a really cool pool. Um, it it works very well. The ROI is a lot higher from what we understand, especially from this customer that moved all of his miners to us and has actually purchased more strictly because of the pool, right? And that and that's the amazing part. So I wanted to get this out there for everybody to see because people are always ask us why are we not mining? Why are we not mining? Why are we not mining? Well. With that being said, you can kind of see, in a sense, we are mining, right, Darren? You can yep. see that that you know people connect to our pools, and instead of spending, um, you know, millions and millions of dollars, we can spend, you know, a couple million dollars and have a worldwide uh, network infrastructure set up, and we collect a small piece of what everybody else mines. I mean, and that's the great thing about the great thing about this. Just to just to in, in, interrupt, very very beautifully put. If anyone can't tell, Andrew is extremely passionate about this this project, and obviously rightly so. We we believe that this is, um, you know, potentially a, a huge part of our future. Obviously, hosting is going to be a big part. Of course, uh, Asics uh, selling Asics being an Asic vendor is obviously going to be a huge part. It's how we got started, but the mining pool is is the next layer, and, and we believe, especially with some exciting things, you know, that we're hopefully be able to um, uh, announce in the coming weeks, mm -hmm. that this could be the part that really pushes the, the company forward. So you have every every right to be super passionate about it. We've been right. asked to go into right. a little bit more detail about it. You've we've executed it perfectly, but. Um, it's a, it's a really, really exciting project. Yes. Yes. And, and I don't, I don't want to give up too much information right now about the plan for this and what we're doing, but, um, I was just, uh, given notice this morning, um, that we got the thumbs up to proceed, um, to contract phase for a, uh, major, major site, um, with over 13,000 miners that is willing to be our first uh, major, major, major connection to us. Now, the deal is not done. Um, we don't have a server on the way there. Uh, we, we have a lot of work to do, but we have overcome the, the, the hard part, which is getting the yes. And right. we are bringing on, uh, or we have brought on Jason to help us develop this, um, which is you know, everybody, you're going to learn all about him on the next podcast and what we're doing and what we're going after. But 
We have spoken to several other facilities that are also quite interested in the decentralized mining pool. Um, if anybody out there owns a mining pool or, or excuse me, owns a mining farm or, or anything of those lines and would like more information, please feel free to in, uh, email Darren because yeah. um, there's a lot of things that we have going that are really going to change things. Now, obviously, setting up a mining pool is a lot less profitable um, than if we had miners. Well, well, actually, it's it's not everybody because I know that's what everybody wants to think. But having having a connection like that where we have many thousands of miners connected to us, and we're just taking a small piece. But right. But Darren, on on a on a on a on a daily basis, right? If we were to buy buy some Bitcoin miners, let's just say we bought some some one twenties, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, what what are those earning on a gross daily profit? Just just ball, you know. You don't have to give me, you know, a ten dollar and seventy six cents. You know, it's, sort it's of. about six 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 to eight dollars, depending where where Bitcoin is at. Six to eight somewhere right. in that region. Right, right. And so, if we were earning six to eight bucks a day on, say, a thousand miners, that would be amazing. But we would have had to spend four million dollars to roll that out, right? Which which would be crazy, right? If we had if we had that ma- that many miners, if we bought a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, we have keep in mind everybody, we have to host them, we have to put up all the deposits and all of those things. So it's not just like you know spend yeah. a couple million bucks and get it going. It's there's a there's a little bit more to it. Well, not 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 to mention Andrew that this this is infinite, it, right? You know, obviously there's there's some uh, uh, upfront cost to get things installed and, and get things running properly um, every time that we roll it out, but but <laughs> there really is no ceiling to how much we we can we can do with this. And right. as you're alluding to, the upfront capital is significantly less right. than than purchasing a bunch of miners and, and going that right. Right, right. And and on and just using a, a you know basic values, imagine everybody if you collected 2% per day on say 50,000 miners. Um because to me I don't know Darren, I'd rather I'd rather have a little piece of a huge pie than a than a bit, a massive piece of a little one. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but but right. and, and and let me see uh so do we have to worry about maintaining the miners that are connected to our pool and repairs? No. No. Do we have to staff the all of our miners and pay to maintain them every day with that? Nope. No. No. No, we do not. Um, let me think. How many, yeah, how many repair orders a month are we gonna have to do on the fifty thousand miners that that could potentially be connected to us, Darren? That would be between zero and uh, zero. That yeah, that zero. Range. So um, yeah, so there's a there's a there's a couple advantages uh, to doing it the way that we're doing it, and you know it's what we do around here is we take uh, we make lemonade. Everybody, we 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 knew we didn't have a ton of money, a ton of investment coming in, and so we we did the next best thing, and um, you know in five years. Right, Darren. When when those miners that we we buy may or may not still be working, depending on if they're air cooled or liquid cooled, how much is it going to cost for us to replace those miners? Oh wait, that's right. We're not mining, so it's going to cost us zero, right? Right. Right. So we just have to maintain our servers, and, uh, and uh, 
that's the nice thing is uh, we're able to get you know we, uh, servers uh, are pretty infinite. Like I'm pretty sure that the computer companies are not going to go out of business, and and uh, maintaining those is going to be a lot less in the long run, wouldn't you say? Right. I would say so. Yeah. yeah a, spe- a, sp- a special shout out to, to the whole team. This has been a, a project that's obviously been burning in the background. We've mentioned it a few times, but uh, we're 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 at uh, we're past the past the testing phase. We're into launch phase, and um, you know, to to yourself, to, to obviously Tom Elson, who's worked on this, to to Quentin, uh, who's you know still uh, the two people working in the background, Quentin and Jason. I think Jason is obviously going to be somebody that is very prominent with us uh, moving forward. And, and like you right. said, a few times we're we're going to have them on uh, on the podcast to meet everybody um it's uh it's it's really a testament to all the work that's, that's going on to, to get this to to the point that it's at and and like you said really excited to to roll this out to uh, to this this first major uh, mining farm uh, yeah in, in it, the coming it, weeks it, it's huge news and and we have we have commitments from a few other small mining farms but you know it's, uh, the future is looking pretty good. The future is looking pretty good. I'm, I'm really, really getting exciting and I'm glad that we can start sharing some of the news that we have going now with that being said, and I know we're running out of time, but I want to leave things on a very positive note today. So, uh, Darren, we've actually got some nice feedback for a change, uh, other than, you know, everybody's <laughs> screaming about dilution. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been good, and, and again, it's it's the same thing. The ones that um, feel positively about things and and you know are are enjoying the progress that we're making as a company, they're they're usually they usually stay a little bit quiet and they're not as quick to to shout. It's usually the, the naysayers and the haters that, that that post around, and it's exactly the same thing when you know when somebody gets a minor delivered within five days, everything's perfect. They don't usually leave a positive review. They're just happy they got their stuff and they can right. move on. But if they had an experience that was less than uh, less than perfect. They're gonna they're gonna make sure everyone uh, everyone knows about it. So it's been like you said, it's been really really cool to receive some positive feedback. I'll I'll I'll, I'll rattle off a few. We'll, we'll try not to name drop too much, but they deserve a little a little shout out for their support and, and obviously for uh, for their positivity. We'll start with our with our guy RB in Canada. He loves when he gets a, a shout out. It's not the first time that uh, we've we've given him. <laughs> Is that Riza? Shout out. That's Riza. That's our yeah, guy. Riza, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Riza. For, go ahead, Darren. Now, go now, ahead. Now, now, now that he's been un- unmasked from RB, <laughs> RB from Canada, um, he, he, he just, he just lo- loved the last episode. Is really, really excited um, for the future. Obviously, he's, um, he's got some vested interest. He's got some, some miners with us. We, we went back and forth um, because obviously he's got, he's gone through the whole ride with us, um, trying to get trying to get Mathis live. He's been, he's been super patient and and we're, we appreciate that so much. To, yeah. To, that's to awesome. Him and really excited to, to get him uh, moving, uh, moving in the right direction too. Uh, Jim, Jim and Jim and Patty, um, basically uh, really excited about many great things happening. Um, they've, they've given us some, uh, some other potential opportunities for uh, ideal locations uh, for new for new facilities, and we could talk touch a little bit on that. You said we're running out of time, and you're 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 not wrong. Obviously, everyone's excited. People are starting to get excited about the the, the good things that are happening, and <laughs> a lot of the feedback is great job. You guys are doing so well. What's next? You know, and, right, right. <laughs> and we and we alluded to like we're going to have to take a deep breath after Mathis gets online. We're going to have to take a deep breath once the the, the mining pool is online. We're not going to slow down. We're we're still moving forward, but there are some things that we need to 
internally get fixed first before we we steam into the the, the next project but right you know, listen we've, we've certainly got plans we've got some co-location plans um in the 40 megawatt range that are right. that are genuine and we believe will will we'll be uh, will be signed here in the next couple of months um that being a co-location that will allow us to sort of uh, tiptoe forward uh, on that project while again adding another huge uh, revenue stream um but well, don't other, give up other... all of the secrets, Darren. I mean, we got to have something to talk about next week. But, but yeah, he, Darren's right. Darren's right. Do you, do you, do you want to read just one more? I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to keep reading emails all day. But do you, how about just one more? We got, we got four or five more. But, uh, but from Javier, we'll give Javier a shout because it was the first time that he'd reached out. He said, uh, "Great job and all the prog- uh, progress." Um, and he asked a good question in episode 20 you mentioned uh, about our investment in BFCH stock and had asked the question uh, would we be open to a dividend for all investors once the company is a little bit more stable so you want to take that uh, take that question I, I do actually um, it, it, you know we we've talked about it uh, a lot internally and we've we you and I Darren have talked about it for hours in in and and how we'd like to do things in the future it is 100% our goal to issue a dividend down the road. Now, is that is down the road tomorrow? Absolutely not. Um, but it, that is a goal for us. Um, that would definitely be after the uplisting, definitely after we get the audits done and everything rolling. But it is always our goal to return money back to investors because it would be great if we could be growing and issuing a dividend at the same time. So we're not just a value stock, we're a growth with a di- with a small dividend. That would be awesome. And, um, you know, I, I would, it, there's a lot of other advantages to, uh, to issuing dividends, but, but I, uh, you know, namely just building up that investor pool, the investor foundation, we call, we should call it. And just strengthening that over time is, is really the main goal here. But, but yeah, I, I love that idea. That is a goal of ours. And, you know, uh, again, it will not be tomorrow, but definitely look for that in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew, we're definitely out of time. We are out of time, my friends. We are out of time. I know we've got another call to jump on, but hey, I uh, I really appreciate your time today. I know I babbled on mostly. I know uh, we're probably not going to get as much positive feedback because I think people like hearing you, not me. But I don't know about that. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Anyway, everybody, again, thank you so much for your time listening to us babble on about crypto. It's great. We appreciate it. As usual, if you have any more positive feedback, send that to Darren at asicminersus.com. And uh, if you have any information, would like a mining pool, would like to talk to uh, Darren about hosting, because now it looks like Darren, let's cut out of the back a little bit, but we are going to have a nice, nice big location to co-locate some air-cooled stuff in the very near future. So we're super excited about that. And with that being said, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to us babble on on the internet. And we look forward to hearing you, uh, or excuse me, we look forward to talking to you again soon, everybody. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day.